Today's film is a powerful and emotional one. Particularly since we're in the height of a summer blockbuster season. We're diving into Joe Bell, based on a true story about a father and his gay son. But before we get into that, we should, of course, welcome back Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey, guys. Thanks for welcoming back. I'm so excited to have you here, Jen. We're already getting positive reviews on our last movie review with you, which you kindly shared. So I'm glad you can join us for this review, too. Well, I have a big family, so thanks, Mom. She's probably padding all the messages. Um, but yeah, super excited to chat about this one with you. So with Jen and Kaylee, I'm Tuesday. Grab your big gulp and some tissues. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. So without spoiling too much, Joe Bell tells the story of an Oregonian father whose life is turned upside down after his son Jaden commits suicide. Jaden, played by Reed Miller, is a teenager who is bullied relentlessly by his peers in school. Right. And even his father, Joe Bell, played by Mark Wahlberg, is not exactly sympathetic at first. It's not until Jaden has died that Joe is confronted with the harrowing truth that bullying and unacceptance can really lead to deadly consequences. Let's take a listen to a clip. You're beautiful and your way, because God makes no mistakes. You're I'm on, on the, the right track, track, baby. I was born this way. What? Well, don't look so surprised. Excuse me, I didn't know you knew the words. You blast that shit so loud, you think I didn't pick up a thing or two downstairs? Wow. Okay. I'm on one of them, what do you call them? I'm a monster. Okay. I'm a monster. All right, a little, yeah. a li uh, yeah. excuse me, it's a little monster, <laughs> to be correct. <laughs> a little monster. Yes. Yeah. You know what, all right, even I'll admit it, okay? It's a little catchy. Yes, it is. Don't hide yourself from regret, just love yourself in your set. I'm on the right track, baby, I was born this way. All right. We're not doing that again. Oh, such a charming moment. I uh, should also say this movie stars Connie Britton as the wife and mother Lola and Maxwell Jenkins as the younger brother Joseph. And it's Renardo Marcus Green who is the director. So I'm coming to you first, Jen. Uh, you had messaged uh, and said after two sad movies in a row that you needed a Disney pick-me-up style of movie. So other than Joe Bell being incredibly heart-wrenching, uh, what did you think of the movie? No, totally. After I saw the movie, I was like, geez, what are you guys doing to me? I need to watch some, I would say Bambi, but there's another one. I was like, ah, what can I watch? <laughs> no, but I knew nothing coming into this. So I was learning about Joe and Jaden as I went on with this movie. So I was totally caught off guard. But what really sold it for me was Jaden. I loved his character, the actor, everything about him. Oh my gosh, that was also my favorite. I want to say this is a breakout role. Yeah, I would agree with that. I did a little bit of research on uh, Reed and on his IMDb page, I didn't really recognize the stuff he's done. He's done a smattering of like TV shows, some films. But I think this is going to put his name on the map for broader audiences, you know, who don't just dig deep into TV shows and, and whatnot. He just absolutely did amazing. I don't know if he was ever able to actually talk to the real Joe Bell and really know what Jaden was like. But as far as being a queer 
youth, like, boom, pulled it off. Like, I never did not believe that that was a young gay man. And on top of that, like, okay, Mark Wahlberg, you grew up. This was, like, really out of Wahlberg's comfort zone. And I really liked that he went for it. Definitely. Like I said at the top, this film really feels like it should be an award season movie. So like fall, winter, not a summer movie, just because it was so, you know, it's one of those heart movies. And I was also very impressed with Wahlberg's performance. I liked how he was really able to grasp the character development because at the beginning, you know, Joe, it wasn't that he was like, one of those fathers that would have thrown his son out of the street, but he's like, just just don't talk about it and make sure you stick up for yourself in school. You know, I didn't raise a wimp, essentially. And then... No, totally, yeah. Oh, go, no, go ahead, Jen. <laughs> totally agree. Like, he, his character was not likable at all. But you grew to empathize with him at least, you know? Mm-hmm. If not like him, you empathize with his situation. Exactly. And I feel like today that's more common You know, a a decade ago, a decade plus, I would say that there was still a lot of LGBTQIA identified youth out there homeless. But, you know, in in the last decade, I think it's much more become that it's not so much the the father who beats the child and kicks them out, but it's more of the it's fine. Let's just sweep it under the rug and not worry about it. Uh, and I think that that is more common. So I, I appreciated seeing that version of a story instead of the very typical, you know, kicked out of the home, is homeless, et cetera. Right. And I also love that even though Joe s- decides to go on this walk across America from Oregon to New York to basically put out there that bullying is wrong, that there should be acceptance and tolerance, he still doesn't quite come to full understanding of what that means for himself. There's a moment where his wife and then the younger son come and visit him in Colorado. And he still like has a blow up moment with them, which is over like stupid triggers, but it's a much deeper uh, issue for him that he's, he's upset that he hasn't, he thinks that he has reached a new understanding and he's not quite there yet. And like the family calls him out on it essentially. Even though when you watch the scene, that's not exactly what they're talking about. But from that point on, he starts to really grow and and become more understanding. Um, And this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. Jaden follows Joe on his journey, but it's not like a ghost. uh, It's more like a projection of Joe's mind. And after that scene where he blows up at his family... He loses Jaden. He can't see him anymore on the journey. It's a real struggle. And once he gets back on the right track, that's when he can see Jaden again, like in the audience of high school kids or walking along the road with him. And I want to say for being such an incredibly level-headed, conservative kind of hometown man, he really just kind of decides to start walking. You know, he's he's got a tent and he's and he's got a backpack. But for the most part, like it's not like he's prepped a speech to speak at high schools. He hasn't like he kind of has to find out what he needs to find out on that walk as well. You know, he wasn't like, oh, that you know, this is all the horrible 
things that I should have changed. And this is how I plan to fix bullying by walking across the country. It's just like, I just need to walk and I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to walk that with him where I feel like in my heart of hearts, like I really wanted to cry through this film and I didn't. And I really wanted it to be super heartfelt. And like, we got an example of one of his big speeches in a high school or something, but like, even that really wasn't good. Like he, like he was really kind of finding himself as he went where I really wanted him to be like a solidified changed man when he started working and I didn't get that. And I know if it's a re like a real true story, I might not get what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But on that fact, I also, I just felt like a lot of it fell flat. It really lacked a beginning and middle and end. And like, yeah, I get it. Like it wasn't supposed to be linear and you weren't supposed to really know when Jaden was alive and when he wasn't. And like, it was supposed to kind of be blurry because Joe's journey was like that, but it just bounced around too much for me. And I did, I was like tissues in hand prepared. Cause I knew the bell story and stuff. And it just, it fell flat for me. I mean, and, mm. and the performances did not outweigh the flatness of the movie for me. Mm. Well, what do you think, Jen? No, for me too. I totally think that the moments that got me were the Jaden and father, you know, and I think they lost a lot of the impact with cutting him out so much. And I think they should have just kept with what they started with, with Jaden and Joe kind of dealing with their loss, even though it was in his mind. Um, And I think it would have been more impactful if they just stuck with that, Mm. that Mm. storytelling. That's interesting. Because uh, I think I disagree with you both. <laughs> I think um, I, for me, I felt like a much more um, true to life portrayal, especially given that Jaden was just a projection of his mind. And so you get to see the turmoil and the growth and, you know, sometimes there's setbacks. And I like the fact that Joe was not a completely reformed person. Now, I did not actually know the Joe Bell story. I think was at 2013. And that's when I left for the UK. And so I was completely disconnected from all US news. So I came to the story blind. I did not know that he was struck and killed by a truck. So I was expecting him to continue the journey and make it to New York. And then we get our, you know, full round epiphany moment. But you guys are right. We we don't get that. And it's frustrating because it's a lot of what could have been, what might have been. But at the same time, I just feel like they did a good job of making this story feel authentic. Granted, I don't know how close it is to the true story of Joe Bell. You know, these based on a true story type of movies, they take a lot of a lot of liberties. So maybe the real Joe Bell had a much stronger conversion and that doesn't make for much of a movie, so you got to draw it out. And, and I'm also, I have to say, to say you know this, I hate nonlinear movies. That's like a big pet peeve of mine. But there's a few that handle it well, and I actually did not mind the jumping around so much in this film. Once I kind of got what they were doing, and I think that's key for me in nonlinear storytelling, then I was able to appreciate it. But I will say, yes, uh, Reed Miller as Jaden is the breakout star, whether or not he was with Mark Wahlberg or, you know, his friends um, or that very just tragic scene 
before he committed suicide, just reaching out for help. And that's when I was like starting to tear up. As far as I'm concerned, I would recommend this movie and I quite enjoyed it. Again, shocker for me being it nonlinear. I liked the grittiness, the real grounded character development. Surprising me again with as this being in a summer movie, maybe maybe this was part of their plan because in the fall they might have had to go up with some really heavy hitters and it might not hold. But Jen, what do you think? Recommend? Not recommend? Middle? No, I would recommend it, even though it was very sad. Uh, <laughs> just for Jaden, I mean, he his role, he, like you said, it's a breakout role. He was amazing in it. He made you empathize. He made you root for his character, and then he broke your heart. <laughs> so, yeah, just for yeah. Jaden. Uh, it's all right. If you got time, <laughs> um, you should go and see it if you would like, if you, if you want some tears. But, I mean, I feel like I might also be very jaded because I've spent the better part of a decade watching some of the most tragic and horrendous stories about like HIV AIDS and gay bashing and things like that, that maybe this was just like a kind of light sprinkle for me, but I think it is worthwhile just, especially if that's not the world that you live in. I think that anyone can learn something interesting from the movie. Well, on that note, it is definitely time to pour ourselves a drink and Tuesday, I see in your notes here that you have something that sounds delicious. I do. I wanted something that was kind of light because we're still in the midst of summer, but something that still screamed rainbows. So <laughs> um, I did an Absolute Vodka Basil Smash. Uh, Absolute has been a huge rock star and supporter of the LGBTQIA plus community for years. And yearly they launch rainbow bottles just in time for pride. So it always feels especially festive. So in your basil smash, you're going to have, let's be honest, several shots of vodka, a squeeze of lemon juice, a squeeze of simple syrup, and exactly 15 basil leaves. So you're going to muddle those basil leaves in the lemon juicer in a shaker, just like kind of how you would a mojito. And then add some simple syrup, absolute vodka, and top with ice. You're going to rock that like crazy and strain it over a rocks glass, obviously garnered with the fresh basil leaves. That sounds amazing. I really <sighs> love one. What about you, Jen? What did you think of for this one? Oh, I went totally the other way. I think it's a uh, beer and a shot <laughs> inspired <laughs> by Joe. Uh, you drink the one buck chuck kind of beer that's on tap that is really gross and will do the trick and then after you need a shot so i do a shot of whiskey after seeing that ending nice i like that nice i approve i approve of that uh, i kind of went the tuesday direction and uh pulled a lgbtqia i think i got them all <laughs> drink um it's a cocktail i was i what i googled was cocktails uh inspired by tolerance <laughs> and this is what popped up um it's a toddy's and tiara's drink so it's equal parts lemon juice and apple crown royal and then you put in a splash or two of grenadine and i think i want all of these drinks for sure <laughs> uh yep yep that sounds perfect to me and on that note, we're calling a wrap on this review. But if you're still thirsty for more whiskey and popcorn, come follow us on Instagram and Facebook. 
And don't forget to bookmark our website, Whiskey and Popcorn. For Kaylee and Jen, I'm Tuesday. Thanks for listening.